0: Welcome to today's episode of the Hungry Trilobite Podcast. My name is Aaron Bossig, and I'm going to be your host. Today I'm welcoming back my former guest Amanda Diebert along with her wife Kat Staggs. They are a comic book writer and artist, and I am really excited to talk to them. This episode, I'm hoping, is going to be the first in what I hope is a series of sci-fi couples segments. Before we get started, I do feel like I should bring to your attention a few technical issues which affected the way this episode turned out. I regret this because we had a great conversation, and unfortunately, not all of it is going to come through in the final product. There were a few moments where the bandwidth between Kat and Amanda and I was not strong enough to pull through, and we lost some of the audio. I tried to edit it so we could get the original intent of the conversation back. I was mostly successful, but there are going to be moments where the audio sounds very pixelated and there are going to be times where we just have to cut out certain segments and that makes the episode shorter than I would have liked. But these are two fantastically talented ladies and I really did enjoy the conversation we could get out of this. So, let's get started. Back on today, we have one of my favorite comic couples, Amanda Dibert and today, Kat Staggs. How are you both doing with this afternoon?
1: Good.
0: Hi, good. How are you? Uh, we're, I'm doing fantastic here. I'm glad to have you back uh, trying to get up a, a bunch of these couple sessions up for the Valentine's Day holiday. Um, Amanda, I can't thank you enough for being on last time because your episode was one of the most popular I did at that point. <laughs> and we got to talking so much, and I kind of felt bad because we were talking about Kat and she wasn't there, and I really wanted a chance to talk about her artwork too. <laughs> Um, and we were talking about the the possibility of creating as a couple, and I'd like to get into that a little more if we could. Sure. Uh, so you were talking about your creativity feedback sessions where you'll start bouncing on your ball and you, she starts sketching and, uh, what is that like when you're actually right in the moment there?
1: I mean, it's great. The the lovely thing about us working together is that we have a very natural shorthand. You know, I, I can do, like when we're working on an actual comic book together, I can go a lot more sparse in the descriptions. I can leave a lot more to Chance because I know that she knows what I mean because, you know, we've been together a long time. We have this lovely shorthand. And then also, like, I'm right in the next room, so if she has a question, she can be like, hey, babe, what what is the sentence actually mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And then, you know, just in general, I think, you know, in us working in the same, um, the same fields, but different elements, it's easy for us to even things that we're not working on together to run something by, hey, if I did this would that, you know, does does that work in your mind? Or she'll say, you know, I did these Two different sketches for a cover. Which one do you like? Or like, I was thinking about this or this, and it's
2: like that's it's, also very yeah, nice. being able to get the the instant feedback from someone you trust is really great.
0: And I I notice like I'm thinking, for example, when I see Amanda post something online that she really finds interesting, um, it'll be you know a, f- a funny joke or a neat illustration or something, and then I look at Cat's Cat's work, and you have a very pulpish. Or, or, or very vintage style to a lot of what you do and that's what I love about it most honestly
2: thank you thank you and I, I, that's great That it means I'm doing what I'm supposed to do
0: <laughs> yeah well um even if it's wrong I still like it <laughs> uh but yeah I can see how that you, you two would relate to each other that way
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: very much. Yeah, we, we tend to um, and I mean we have we have things that we're both into that the other ones not so much, but like we tend to enjoy similar types of media, similar types of music, similar so like, you know, the places that we draw artistic inspiration and the things that we gravitate toward are similar, which I think is another reason that we collaborate right. together well because we're kind of on that same artistic wavelength mm-hmm. a lot of the time.
0: When it comes to the media that you did you meet or did you get to know each other over say a certain show movie book was there something that you connected over? I
1: mean, we did watch a lot of films together. Yeah. Early in dating.
2: Yeah, we did. We watched a lot of movies. A together. A lot of movies together. Um, I'd to sit there and name them all. I don't think I could. <laughs> there was a lot. We
1: did. Yeah, I would say like our in our early dating time, we definitely spent a lot of time. Going to films together or watching films together um, mm-hmm. at my house when you came to visit. us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's that. That's definitely that. Definitely was a big part of our relationship. Realizing that we liked the same things that we mm-hmm. could spend time together mm-hmm. doing the same kind of things was very helpful. Yeah.
0: I think when you you watch something, especially movies in particular, because they're a singular experience, mm-hmm. sometimes that just becomes part of the movie for you. Is that you know you saw it for the first time with this person and that can be very good or very bad, depending on how that person affected your life.
2: <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, and, I mean, I'm looking over the body of work you've both done, we we have a lot of things in common. Like, I, I'm a huge, huge DC guy, for one thing. And that's uh, obviously something that you guys really... Uh, is there something about the DC universe that you just feel at home doing that?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I absolutely grew up as a DC kid. I was Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. That was that was my growing up. And uh, uh, I've always gravitated towards DC. hmm
1: I mean, we both we both like and enjoy other other universes as well, Marvel and 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 beyond. But I think we both kind of first and foremost DC is kind of home base for mm-hmm. us both in work, but also in uh, media that we consume yeah, or I what find. we read, what we watch. It it tends to be tends to be DC first.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there something about it in particular that you just feel like that's that's what what grabs onto you?
2: Hmm. Um I don't know for I, I I always just related to those stories more. I'm I, I don't know why. it's not like I didn't have access to anything else. I read I read Daredevil for a while. I read I read um, some Spider-Man, but I, I really Always gravitated towards the DC stories. I, I couldn't tell you why. It was just what I liked, you
0: know.
2: Hmm. I, I, I imagine that had a lot to do with visuals for me too. I liked the design of, you know, the design. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, again, I was just talking about how you you're really into vintage and and retro ideas, and DC characters tend to be older. They they tend to have been made in mm-hmm. the the golden age or the very early silver, right. so I can see right. where that's coming from.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is probably what it is.
0: <laughs> DC is also not afraid of using characters as archetypes or uh, as as very right. broad right. strokes. And I know from your feeds, your your Twitter feeds, you're both very into lifting up and, and inspiration and mm-hmm. yeah then the the, the nitty-gritty that's for example the spider-man gets into where it's like you care about that particular character and his problems right then and there's a place for that
2: right, right. Oh, absolutely absolutely
0: it's not the big picture stuff dt DC likes to play with right
2: right right
0: have you tried to make your own characters for just your own personal without trying to pitch them for work
2: um well yeah i mean we have we we have developed things ourselves that mm-hmm. that we're still mm-hmm. you know putting things together but yeah we've we've worked on our own hero type things non hero type things you know yeah
1: we have we have a slate of i guess we'd say like creator own concepts characters stories that we would like to do the the tricky part gets into finding time where we're both not already committed to other projects so that we have the time because obviously you know when you're doing your passion projects those get put on the back burner every time that you're working on something with a pressing deadline and so it's um it's definitely something we enjoy it's definitely something we want to do Mm -hmm. more of uh for us a lot of times it's it's the time element. It's both of us working. We also have a young daughter who, you know, it's the pandemic, so she's doing virtual kindergarten. So one of us has to be with her while the other one's trying frantically to get some work done, and then mm-hmm. we tag out. And, yeah. you know, so it's the time is really the, the trickiest part of that for mm-hmm. us.
0: It, I can definitely relate, as can almost any parent who's on here sure. right now. And yeah. that was something we brought up last time is that to, the idea of, Working during the pandemic is difficult, for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Creative work, where you don't necessarily have measurable deadlines and measurable goals, it's a very qualitative process, that's got to be extra hard.
2: Well, also, in, in, in getting in the right headspace, mm-hmm. I mean, this, this we've all faced a year of unimaginable stress, and, and getting being able to to create something in that is really difficult there are days where it just isn't happening Mm -hmm. you know
0: i mean um at many other jobs again not to disparage any particular person but you you can just you can crunch the numbers a little more you can move a couple extra boxes and you'll get closer to your goal but if you're in a creative space and you're not it's not happening it's just Mm -hmm. not happening
2: yeah, th- yeah, there are definitely days where I feel like my my drawing arm is broken. <laughs> just yeah. nothing, com- nothing computes.
1: I mean, the thing is, you still have to get it, you know, we still deal in a world with deadlines. We still have to get it, to, you know, the pages are due when the pages are due. Right. So we have to, you know, there's still a, a bit of like, just through. get through it and do what you need to do, pull an all-nighter. And, you know, it's, it's a privilege too, right? I mean, we're lucky enough that we work as creatives for a living. That's a a dream for many people. It's extremely difficult. There were a lot of lean years of working multiple jobs and we're not making any money in order to yeah. in order to get to a point where that is what we do for a living. But it is, right. you know, I'm always very aware that it's such a privilege to be able to do what we do. Um and it is, it is really challenging some days, you know, when I, when you're having to jump out of like helping my daughter, you know, deal with like her math or, or science project or whatever, and then going back into like, okay, but I need to like, find a, a moment to squeeze out two pages and get in a flow and, you know, write dialogue that doesn't sound clunky. And, you know, it's, it, that is, it is a challenge to like move back and forth between those headspaces versus getting nice quiet uninterrupted time where you can sit with your coffee and really ponder what you want to say it's just it's just not possible right now so you really just have to go okay I just gotta like be creative right now Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) and when you were told that you know you get to be a mom and you're going to help with the homework and you're you're on board with that but nobody ever tells you, yeah, you're going to have to do that while figuring out the iPad settings and how to, where the Zoom meeting works and the stuff that gets uh-huh. in the way of all the homework.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of the minutiae of just, I mean, and obviously this is something like before this year, none of us had done. So we're all learning mm-hmm. together. The teachers are learning. The kids are learning. The parents are learning. So, you know, we're all getting, I think, collectively better at it. But it is a very bizarre it's just, it's just weird. I mean, as we're, and we're all, we're all in it. We all have different situations, but like, I don't think it's not weird for
0: anyone. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Kat, the way you said that you think your drawing arm was broken. I had two conversations in the past three days with other artists who are not professional, but who said almost the exact same thing that some days they just can't do it. And do you have any advice for them where they feel devalued because of that?
2: um I learned a long time ago that you just kind of have to power through I I I mean like like Amanda was saying is like there are deadlines and they have to be met um so sometimes you just have to um push through and hopefully the wall will break and if it doesn't then you wake up the next day and you you go at it twice it's hard to try and catch up I mean that's all you can do
0: like it and do you think it's it's fair to say that the parts that you're most critical of some people don't even see absolutely for sure
2: absolutely there'll be some little thing that just for me that's all I see when I look at it you know but someone else probably
1: wouldn't even notice. well you know you know I mean that's the thing is when you're an artist of any kind you know it's the same thing I can look at it I can look at something that I've written and know that there's something that I need to rewrite. There's something that I, even somebody's like, Oh, the story works. It's like, no, I, I can do better. I know I can, there's a little something I can do that
2: will judge it. And I think that's, yeah, you know, some critiques can be too harsh, but sometimes it's because you know something that the rest of us can't see. Right. Right. And, and nothing, to be honest, if an artist tells you a piece is finished. they're lying because nothing is ever finished. <laughs> <laughs> you can always do it better.
0: When in doubt, push it out.
2: Yep, exactly, exactly.
0: I, I bring that up because when, when I was talking to these people earlier this week, I, that that was exactly what I felt like saying. But you know, I am not an artist I, at all—at least not a visual one.
2: Yeah, it's not easy. It's incredibly frustrating. But there's there are times where sometimes, um, sometimes you you're powering through, and sometimes something will just click, and then you can get into it and you can start going. But like I said, sometimes it doesn't. So then you just walk away and come back tomorrow. (laughs) You know, that's all you can do.
0: Have you ever had a situation where you're working on something that just seems to be all wrong and then one stroke of the pen makes it perfect?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I recently just did a a commission. I ended up drawing it um, four times before I finally got it where I wanted it to go. Wow
0: s uh, that that amazes me just being able to start all over and and have the attitude so that's that's real positivity yeah well um amanda when we spoke last time you gave your contact info and your your social media info so people could follow you i haven't had the chance to ask cat that uh cat when we get somebody uh, on here who wants to follow your work where can they find it
2: um i have a website which is catstags.com. on twitter i'm just at catstags. on instagram it's catstagsofficial. official and um facebook page it's it's like nine lives the art of cat stags or something like that
0: i'm gonna make sure all that gets into the show notes too so we can make sure that gets uh pushed out
2: yeah great thank you
0: not a problem not a problem at all um One last question, just before we wrap everything up. If you two were going to design something different about the DC universe, something that exists, but you'd like to change it, you have carte blanche, no judgment. It can be serious or funny. What would you want to do? Well,
1: my God,
0: I don't know if I have an answer to this. I
1: don't either. That's okay. I mean, I I don't. I mean, I guess my like general would just be more lesbians everywhere. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. yeah. Like, that the, that. like lesbians right. in every book, just lots of lesbians. Yeah. yeah. I'll go with that. I'll go with that too. I'll, that'll be my answer.
0: Too. And we might have a title for the episode now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Lesbian, lesbians, lesbians hey. everywhere. Yeah, here we
0: go. Okay. Well, again, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate this and I hope it's to talk first, to you guys soon. I would like to thank Kat and Amanda for being my guests today, and I would like to thank you for listening. For the community part of the show today, I want to send a shout-out to the local comic book stores of the world. Places that keep shows like this in business, and the places that right now may be having trouble because of the world situation. If your local comic book store is having some extra difficulty, or needs to be spotlighted in order to let people know about the awesome stuff they're doing, please give me a shout-out at bossigpodcast at yahoo.com. Don't forget you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and we are syndicated on Realm of the Mist, a fantastic podcast network. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.